0: hey how are you
1: i'm good how are you cat
0: i'm good
1: good and everybody welcome to the harlot society of podcasts a place to rediscover your inner witchy bitch and connect with the community that's going to guide you there and we have a bunch of extra guests today we have jasmine kevin and salem yay <laughs> and cat of course Okay, and I'll go ahead and let you introduce the topic a little bit.
0: Uh, so today we are going to, I want to just talk about dark magic or black magic, but I think um, it's a good time to just talk about magic in general and like what we define as white or light magic and dark or black magic and just kind of address the elephant in the room,
1: so to speak. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'll go ahead and start off. So my understanding of black magic because I believe that magic is simply an intention of your, like, soul essence. So any kind of black black magic is when you are in, like, a crescendo of being in any kind of negative energy. But I do want to pass it around and see. I want to get everybody's take on black magic and what you guys think that is. We'll start with Kevin. Me?
2: Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't really know too much about black magic, but, like, the term itself, when I hear it, I kind of, for some reason, always think, like, somebody, maybe putting an X on somebody or, like, doing something evil. If that makes any sense. I don't know. But, I mean, I always think, I don't know, black magic could mean so many different things.
1: Yeah.
2: So, it's mainly just, like, how you really... Everybody has their own take on it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with Kevin on that, for sure. But then again, it probably has a bunch of negative stereotypes due to, like, the way society developed over the last few thousand years and the stigmatization of witches and black magic and dark culture. I definitely start thinking of like getting in circles and lighting candles and (laughs) and doing all those all those fun things. I told I told him if we're all gonna be here, we at least gotta get in a circle. (laughs) Yeah,
4: for sure. I just think with dark magic, honestly, it's it's basically the difference between light and dark and because it's dark magic, there's always gonna be those things that are unknown and scary to people because it is dark magic but again to have balance you need both so I just don't understand sometimes as a witch how you can't have both or at least an understanding of both like that's how I feel like if you're going to be a witch in your craft like everybody has their own specialties but at the same time like for dark magic it's one of those things it's like the light and the moon there's beautiful things about it but at the same time there's things that you need to be cautious of like anything so it's definitely something that needs is to be better appreciated. But at the same time, like, you have to use it with caution because there is so much unknown because it's the dark. Yeah. It's the dark. It's exactly what it says. It's, it's something that you have to find beauty in the right way or you're just going to be lit, led around the darkness the wrong way. Yeah. So it's like, it's like literally walking into the dark. Yeah. yeah. Unless, you're, if, unless you're bringing some light into that darkness, you're going to be continue walking a dark path into dark magic
1: yeah I makes love sense that. yeah That's beautiful.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, you cats me, which everybody knows I have a different view on things, um you know, dark magic is yes, it kind of what you said avonlea it it combines more with your soul, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that we solely are practitioners of dark magic or black magic, whatever you want to call it um for me there's there might be days where I'm just pissed off and (laughs) and that energy is going to be picked up in everything I do you know that essence of who I am that day or what I'm feeling that day is it's going to be energetically transferred into everything I do so I think that in one way or another we are all practitioners of light dark gray whatever you want to call it magic I think there are aspects of us that get involved that may not be so pure of heart um for instance if we're doing something and we're just pissed off that day you know that we're performing a spell because so and so said this or so and so said that and and that's really dwelling on our mind well that's that's the energy that's going to go into our magic yeah you know, it's just like walking into Walmart. If you're a happy, smiley person, like you're going to put off that persona and that image of being happy and cheerful. And then if you just walk into Walmart and you're just like, fuck you guys, (laughs) you know, it's the same thing. People are going to be like, Oh, let's steer clear of her. So it just, I think in one way or another, we put off a lot of energy that goes into our magic and it may not be what we think we're putting off, if that makes any sense. Um, But I think it does. It has a lot to do with who you are and what you're feeling at that moment. Yeah. And I think that's why dark magic is so powerful because we resonate really well with anger. You know, everybody can tell you when they're angry. And it may also be that we're hurt or we are embarrassed or whatever. But a lot of those are translated into anger. And we feel that negative emotion so deeply That it's easier to harness it and embrace it and allow it to be used in a, I don't want to say negative way, but think about it. You know, if we're pissed off and we're doing something, we're probably going to do it a whole lot more with that negative energy. Yeah. So I think that's why there's such a stigma for me from people is that they misunderstand those feelings. Yeah. Um this is a little bit off talk, topic, but not kind of not. Um, I posted in one of the <laughs> one of the um, Facebook groups last night, and I was thinking, you know, witchcraft has been around forever and a day, you know, since the beginning of time when people could practice it. And I, you know, thinking to myself, like, what, what was the difference? What, what caused women, not and not just women, but you know, mostly throughout history, it was women um, what caused women to be, uh, witches? And I'm sitting there thinking, and it's like, okay, so what if, what if we were all just people with gifts and we were people with gifts who got tired of everybody else's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we were people with gifts who were tired of our husbands or our partners or whatever talking shit about how we don't do this or we don't do that, not being good enough. And those, those negative emotions that, we take in and we absorb so easily because you know think about it up until recently we couldn't talk about our emotions so what if what if witchcraft came from that we were all just simply people with gifts who were tired of society just shitting on us and finally finally our gifts were like no no girl I got you like (laughs) you know like here you can just be a badass witch bitch and fuck everybody else (laughs) and it's like what if what if witchcraft just came from pure emotion? Yeah. That emotion of being so upset and not being good enough and just that's life in general. What if that is what created the gifts and, and and not even the gifts. It's our gifts creating a shield
1: for us. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I really like you talking about the energy of anger. Because I talk a lot about through my... Um, My spiritual awakening and how anger became a very sacred thing for me, especially since I was socialized, so I come from Utah, and being angry as a woman was like a no-go. Like, you're not allowed to feel emotion, you don't create waves, and so my sacred rage was something that really perpetuated my um, spiritual awakening. But I really liked you talking about anger specifically, and I want to turn it to our Yes, ring because they're fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> like, kind of to get an intake on how everybody feels about the emotion of anger and how they perpetuate it through their with- witchcraft. Because we have like we have all the gender like we're we're across all the gender spectrum, and that's really beautiful. So I'm gonna turn turn it over to Kevin first, if that's okay. Sure, absolutely. that. Okay, right
2: so we were talking about anger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how i see that is like something that i'll bring up is well now i am living on my own but before i had a roommate that was very like aggressive towards me i would say like i had no like hatred towards him per se but it was just like some things like it was my emotions and like every time like i showed emotion it was not okay like he would basically like Shunned me for it, and I couldn't talk about anything. So every time I talked about something, I exploded, and it was never okay. But the thing is, I kind of figured out like, as I started living on my own, I kind of like it's what you put out there, it's not really what it really is what you put out there, I guess I would say. It's like your emotions. Like, I don't know, that's really what I kind of get from anger. Oh, for sure. but i mean i've definitely i don't know i feel like i've found myself and i'm starting to figure out who i really am and my emotions are starting to be a little more under control but like at that time it definitely was not
3: right of course you put, like, over that yeah. yeah so when you have to repress it's yeah never a good thing you're supposed to be able to deal with emotions and exactly
4: And, and that's the mean, thing. You care. You calm,
2: calm,
3: calm, calm,
2: calm, and I cared too much at the time. So, so I felt like I was in a way just being at, like taken advantage of. Yeah. And then at the time like I just got so angry and I held everything in for so long. Well,
4: that's what Pat was saying about um the fact that the- mm-hmm. holding it in so right. that Oh, in and I think that's why that earlier, it kind of way away from me. Like, the universe had you at that point. I feel you. i mm-hmm. trying to get away from the. Like, the universe always brings it back. You always have a lesson to learn. Yeah. So you being angry at that like, mm-hmm. it just showed you care. That's the main thing. Anger does come from a place
1: mm-hmm. That's
4: true. As negative emotion is can't get rid of it because that. you're not fighting for something. Yeah. And that's our whole thing as humans. Human beings are always fighting. Unless we have that hatred, we will not have to fight. We always
2: Right.
3: Um, uh, sure. I feel like anger, if it's balanced, you know, it can be a very positive emotion. I mean, a lot of us have bad experiences with anger because... It comes from people that aren't balancing it or that have had to keep it in for so long. But I, I also think that, you know, if you balance your anger out and, you know, you get angry at a situation, but then you just address it a healthy way, you know, then you can use that anger for good and you can use it for, at that point, it doesn't, it's not like you're being cruel to other people or, or mistreating other people. You're just using it to set further a cause
4: yeah,
0: or yeah.
3: set boundaries yeah. or to make a change.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Kat?
0: Absolutely. Um, I definitely like where you said set boundaries. That's, that's a big one, especially for me, you know, just now learning how to set boundaries really it's, I guess I resonate with anger and not just anger, but negative emotions more at this point in my life than I do positive emotions. Um, I don't know that I know, like, I know what a positive emotion is and I know how to have them, but I think because I've been stuck in a place of just perpetual negativity,
1: yeah. that,
0: that is what I resonate most with right now. And, and it's not even in a healthy way. It's a, I have all this negative energy and yeah. I don't know what to do with it. So for me, it's learning to, to channel it in a healthy way. To yeah. not let it interfere with my life completely. Yeah. Um, and to,
1: uh,
0: I guess, allow it to be a source of growth. Yeah. Instead of allowing it to be an anchor because it's been an anchor for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that And now that's kind of why I was like, you know, I think dark magic is a good topic because... Uh, for me, it's it's not even a sense of like, oh, I'm doing, you know, a hex or whatever. It's just simply allowing an outlet for this negative energy. Yeah. So it could be something as simple as, I don't know, uh, just <laughs> a regular spell for whatever. Just, okay, tomorrow I want to have a good day or whatever. But because I am so full of this uncontrollable energy, yeah, my thinking is, well, why not, why not use it for my, to my advantage? And and then at the same time, rationalizing that with my brain and saying, Oh, it's okay to use dark magic in this way, but why not? It is, it's just an emotion. You know, when you break down witchcraft to its bare essentials, really what we're doing is we're using emotions, crystals, herbs, things like that to enhance the outcome we want.
1: Yeah. And to give everybody a really quick update. So Cat, cat, person. Uh, cat has a narcissistic mother. Her mother made her move out of her house with her children, with her horses. Like, took her to court. All this shit. So that's kind of what she's going through right now. So a little bit of an update. And then, do you have anything to kind of update people with in regards to what you're going through? Um, just trying to move on
0: with life. A lot of healing. Yeah. Um, that's so in the last. Yeah. Like in the last month or two, I've had a lot of, um, epiphanies, I guess. Yeah. Like I've learned a lot of things and now it's just, so I didn't realize that I had a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. So now recognizing that and learning how to move through that and heal that and accepting it, like nobody wants to accept that they had a traumatic childhood. And so it's (laughs) living through the...
3: Well, you're not alone in that. so many people that that, are still dealing with that, you know.
0: I'm not sure that we should be, like, excited that we're not alone. But you're right. Like, we're we're not alone. There's so many people out there. It's important for us, you
3: know. Like, especially while we're having something like this.
1: Yeah. And that's ultimately, like, the goal of this podcast is just to reach the hearts of anyone who can benefit. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I feel really called to kind of turn it over. Okay, so just so everyone knows, we have Kevin, Jasmine, and Salem. Salem's my girlfriend. Jasmine and Kevin are pretty much my girlfriends, but not my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Love them dearly. And I feel like really turning it over to them to be their in- input or intake on what's going on, if that's okay.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, we're going to Kevin first.
2: Okay, so... Where exactly should I even start? (laughs) Whatever you feel like you need to talk about. Okay. So, like, I'll go ahead and say I don't really have any, like, childhood trauma per se. I mean, there were things that happened, but it wasn't necessarily trauma. It was more like, to me, it was basically, well, I grew up in Ohio.
3: Okay.
2: I left Ohio um, after I graduated high school um and growing up um in ohio i already kind of knew that like i don't want to say something was wrong with me because there was definitely nothing wrong with me like i kind of like started to like have an attraction towards the same sex yeah
1: Yeah.
2: and in ohio where i grew up that was definitely not okay like people would be like looking at you and then calling you a bunch of bad names and especially like um i'm half brazilian my mom is brazilian And in the Latin culture, like, they're slowly opening up, but in a way, they still kind of look at you with, like, that disgusting look, like, oh, like, you shouldn't be doing that. And it's always just been, like, on my mind, like, does my mom really love me? But, I mean, she slowly opened up to it um, because my sister's bisexual, So she's like, okay, so it's not just my son. It's Mm -hmm. my daughter, too. So that kind of, like, helped me. So me and my sister bonded a lot over that. And then um, just I've basically... uh, After Ohio, I moved down to West Palm Beach down in Florida. And I kind of started hanging out a lot with, like, the LGBTQ community. And I kind of started to find myself a little more. And because... But I just... In a way, I felt like I was kind of angry at myself because I wasn't accepting myself for who I really was. Mm. And it just, it was more like when I became an adult. Like, I wish I kind of, like, could go more with that. Like, when I was younger, I wish I had a little more of that. But, like, the world is slowly, like, getting to be accepted with the community. But, like, back then, it was still a little, like, iffy on the topic,
4: as an adult now, when you go through all that trauma, mm-hmm.
2: like,
4: you, we didn't have those resources, so now it's like finding yourself in a new world where everyone's so open, Correct. you're still having to slower, slowly open yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's
4: like you're at different paces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely more difficult mm-hmm. when you're not at the same pace as everyone, and they want you to be so... And it's lovely that everyone's so accepting and wants you to be open, yeah. but at the same time, you have to... You have to at be... Yourself, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. to find yourself your
3: own. Own Yeah.
2: And, like, it's...
4: I'll get rid of that anger for sure. That's
2: the thing. Like, I felt like I was just angry at myself. Do you still feel it that way, though? Um, Not as bad as it was before. Like, especially when I moved to Gainesville. Like, when I first moved to Gainesville, I was a little, like, okay, like, how am I going to fit in here? Because you always get, like, that rap, like, North Florida. Ooh, like, be careful. (laughs) But... Like, as soon as what? I was leaving West Palm Beach, they were like, Kevin, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. like you are going to hurt yourself up there. And then I was like, no, I'll be fine. And then, honestly, Gainesville is a pretty big community. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's yeah.
2: big. Like, I didn't really know that. Like, I'm so used to, like, the South Florida vibes where it's like, okay, like, I can connect here. But I didn't really know that much about Gainesville. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, so, like, I mean, I found people here that I can talk to and reach out to, and I really love that. So the only thing that I really want to go is just, like, the anger with myself. I still have to learn how to, like, really accept myself for who I am because oh, I can't change who I am. It's just who I am.
1: That's, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. That's a beautiful journey,
3: that. too. Yeah. That's beautiful.
4: Um, I think my biggest anger um, definitely... I think most people's anger does come from themselves for sure. Like you have outside sources that, like, like we were talking about earlier, trauma, yeah, that like you want to blame the other person. But after you start starting to accept and build yourself into healing yourself, you start like that starts going down the drain. Like you start realizing, okay, you can't control other people's actions. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And you can either forgive or start to heal. Yeah. You can do both. You can forgive, forget, and heal at the same time, but they're all your own decisions. So at the end of the day, even if you choose not to forgive somebody, you have to, at the end of the day, take that into your own heart, yeah, and stick with it. Yeah, that's the hardest part. So if you choose to not talk to your mom, who's because I have mom issues too. I honestly The worst mom issues. Um, so I'll just give you a brief synopsis of it. Basically, that's my big what, That used to be honestly my biggest thing up until recently when I started healing. Um, my mother was very bipolar, um, manic. Um, she's very codependent on every relationship she's ever been in. So that caused a lot of damage because these men weren't necessarily good. And she prioritized that over everything. And so, just I, I want to just trigger a warning real quick to anybody that's listening. If you have any problems with, um abuse I would just not for a couple seconds but like sexual abuse um, physical abuse um, substance abuse just been through it all with all of her husbands and um, and so I as a child had to take care of my mother so I was a parental child and so not having that anymore and trying to heal into myself I had a lot of anger towards her for a long time because I, I as society tells you, you should be taking care of your children, which is true, 100%. But at the same time, now as I'm an adult, like I can't keep blaming her for my own actions. I can't be angry and hurt other people and blame her for it. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part is when you can't look outside yourself at that point and you're so angry with yourself that you're not, it's like that saying, um, trying to poison someone else by drinking poison yourself. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah expecting yeah.
4: it to kill the other person um, So the more poison you're taking into your body and the more you're focusing on that hate and anger so much um, instead of trying to kill yourself it can it, it take you down a really dark path that like it's hard for you to get out of and I was like that for so long so long because I was like I didn't know how to because it's very anger is a very strong passionate emotion it is. it's a very it's a passion emotion it's it is it's it's not it's not something that takes lightly it's something that is a part of you and so you how do you shut off a part of you or how do you control a part of you that 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 is that passionate and the biggest thing I had to stop had to do to that I had to face myself in that and when I say face yourself you have to like because a lot of the times when you deal with trauma from another person it's hard to separate yourself from that person if that makes sense. Like your identity from that person, especially if it's a family member. Yeah, It's hard to separate yourself from your family identity alone. So separating yourself from that like it's like a mental thing. As soon as you start thinking and trying to heal from that trauma, you turn into a little kid again.
1: Yeah. You
4: turn into a little kid again and you're like, and you want to get out of that mentality and be an adult, but at the same time, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. You turn into that small child again trying to heal and you can't.
1: Yeah.
4: It's not that your inner child is, job to heal adult yeah. trauma so it, it you can you have to heal that child and yourself but at the same time you can't heal that child that's broken that your parents hurt you know yeah yeah uh, yeah yes!
1: that was so fucking amazing yeah yeah
4: and um, i hope that helps cat because I, I had a lot of problems with my mom and even though she wasn't like wouldn't would have done that kind of things to me. She she did a lot of unintentional, which I feel like I'm not gonna compare traumas, but it feels I kind of wish she would have done it more intentionally, so that way I it was it would have been easier to heal. Yeah. because I Lena could have been like at least she knew what she was doing, but she didn't. So, yeah. but at the same time, like you gotta you can't expect to heal that inner trauma without without getting past it first and getting out of that childhood headspace it's Mm -hmm. it's really hard you have to recognize the trauma of course you had as a kid but getting out of that space and just realizing that like you have to have your own you have to heal on your own like nothing that person is ever going to do is going to make you feel better No, it it may seem like it and it may seem like, if you could heal with that person and make it better, but, like, nothing that person's ever going to do from here on out or in the past is going to heal you. Because we can't control other people's actions, unfortunately. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> exactly. And the universe tells us, you know, does things for us in certain ways that we don't understand. But that's part of your healing at this point. Like, there's a reason why you're in your negative space and it may last more than you want it to, but your lesson is gonna be learned at the end of it. It took me, I didn't talk to my mom. I stopped talking to my mom in 2012, and just recently started like slowly opening up that door again now in 2022. <laughs> I'm just now healing from it, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I'm in a better space, because it felt like it was a decline, because I was letting that anger get to me. So I was putting up all these walls, yeah. constantly. And I wasn't allowing like, well, there's a good, there's a difference between having boundaries and walls. And when you put those walls up so much, like you're, you're closing yourself in and you're basically drowning yourself out of the energy that you need from the universe to come in. So as lucky as it is, like you're blocking off all that energy for you to be able to heal if you're also doing it, which I, I it's like hot calling the kettle black because (laughs) <laughs> I definitely, I feel, I oh, that, yeah, you're always gonna have
3: something to work on. Oh yeah, definitely, and that definitely resonates for sure. I'm, I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people. Yeah, you know, um and, you know, just as, as soon as I think I don't have any trauma or, or anger anymore, you know, you, you could e- I could easily look back and, and feel the same way, you know. Okay. And um I definitely feel like it's important to deal with those kind of issues and, and everything else. And uh, I guess we can turn it back over to you for a minute, Pat, if you want.
0: Yeah. um, I don't know. I was listening to a podcast that uh, Lisa A. Romano does. And she had a segment on healing childhood trauma. And I think one of the things that she says that really stuck with me is that when you have childhood trauma, you're born as, you know, this perfect little being. And your your coding is correct. Uh-huh. But then when you receive that secondary coding from your parents, whether it's your mom or your dad or family member or whatever, you're not, you don't receive the right downloads. So you receive a lot of the wrong information as a child. Yeah. And that made me stop and think, wow, like I've had a lot of epiphanies about my childhood lately and and not necessarily that it was bad, but that it wasn't right. Right. And then it makes me psychoanalyze like how, how I'm raising my children. Am I doing the right thing? And I think that it, it really has hit me in a couple of ways because I have allowed, I've allowed just the weight of the world to be on my shoulders for probably the last eight weeks, maybe more. Uh, and it makes me think about like, are my kids seeing me as an emotionally immature person? Because I am letting, for lack of a better word, I'm letting this negativity consume me.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I don't know, like I'm in a place, I just don't know what the right answer is. Like, I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. I'm going to do this and this is, this is it. Mm -hmm. And that's wrong. And then... I'm like, okay, well, that didn't work, so let's try this. Well, that doesn't work either. So it's one of those things. I am I think really what it is is I want an easy answer. I don't want to have to feel all the things and go through all the things. So yeah. I'm like, fuck it. We're just going to open the whole pantry and throw everything in. And either it's going to blow up or it's going to work out one of the two. And yeah, like I want to. I want a quick fix and I like, I know that that's not the case. I mean, let's face it. That's the case in anything in life. Like you don't get quick fixes and if you do, they don't work. So yeah, ah, it's, it's, it's just, well, too.
3: yeah. You, know, you, you can't fix it all overnight. And for me, like taking my time with it and just being happy with life and then slowly going back through things when I, in a healthier space. it definitely has helped me heal a lot. But then like, and then I'll still have that anger still. But then at this point, like, I'll try and redirect that anger towards, like, making a difference or calling out those kind of actions if I see it, you know, or trying to help other people connect or find that love more. It definitely need time to heal, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think, honestly, I think that's what I'm missing is the, the time to heal because I'm such a giving person. So yeah. uh, four years ago, I was in uh, a relationship with somebody, and it wasn't a good relationship. Um, But he passed away just a few days ago, four years ago. It was like March 31st, 2018. Um, I had no idea that he used drugs uh, and he overdosed and died and nobody found him for five days.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: And like... This is going to sound super shitty, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time.
1: Get it out.
0: But (laughs) I look back and I was like, whoo, I dodged a bullet with that one.
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: (laughs) And like, but then part of me is like, I miss that person I was. Like, I was such a strong person. And I allowed him to really drag me down. Like, I was, I feel like I'm half the person I am now versus who I was then, like, I was so sure of myself, and I just, I loved myself, and I was happy, and, like, I had all these things, and it wasn't that I had a great life, it was just that I was a happy person, and, like, I was dealing with shit, like, I was pregnant, and here's this guy that just died, like, my life exploded, yeah, but I dealt with it, and, like, it led me to reconnect with someone which we had already reconnected but um you know my boyfriend now it brought us together but then dealing with like my okay four years we've been going through this so um Thursday I finally we are done in court with my ex-husband it's been four years of going through court nonstop and just like all the things so I think a lot of it's piled up but so on top of that I've had the narcissistic ex-husband and then trying to give to this relationship. And I sat down today and I was like, you know, I just, I want to walk to walk up to everybody and say, Hey, that piece of you, I gave you, I want it back Yeah, because I have given so much of myself to other people and they didn't deserve it. Yeah. You know, I I feel like I've given everything to everybody except for the people in my life who do deserve it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, There's a, a lady that I had done some business with and I mean, let's see. I hadn't seen my kids in weeks and like well, uh, last week was the first time I'd seen my kids in eight weeks because the narcissistic ex-husband and just all the things. Yeah. And I was in like a really mentally, a really bad place, <clears throat> suicidal, just in a bad place a few weeks ago. And I, I told her, you know, look, like I'm taking some time for myself. Like me and my kids need to be my number one priority period. Yeah. And I let her give me attitude because she felt like I owed her something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no. Like, I'm sorry if you feel like I didn't hold up my end of the bargain for you. But I did the best I could. And I was dealing with a lot. So. And real like, I'll just lay it all out there. I was riding a horse for. Yeah. Like, I was driving out to her house every day, catching the horse, tacking it up, like, So my hourly rate, normally I charge 50 bucks an hour. You tack up your own horse, you take care of it. I just ride. Like I was giving this lady a huge discount. Like I was helping her do all kinds of things. And, you know, she helped me in things too. But like I went above and beyond for this person. Yeah. And I let her give me shit because I said, you know what? Right now my my life, my children, my relationship, me, that's more important than going into business with you or whatever you think you need from me. Yeah. I've got to stop giving myself away. I've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. Just giving people little pieces of myself and I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And she she did. She got of got pissy with me and then came back and was like, well, you know, I'm still gonna achieve my goals and da 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 da, da. And I'm like, that's great. I'm happy for you. Like I but- want you to go do that. <laughs> but- <laughs> I just am not gonna be part of it because you know what? I need to
1: focus on me. Yeah, cat yeah uh, hey,
3: yay.
1: To, yay. So yeah babe you're doing such an amazing job like one step of the way like one empath piece of the way
0: yeah like <laughs> so even that I don't know I've and I think it's just with the overloading of all the things yeah. like even my I don't want to say abilities but my energy is yeah. off and, like, I misread things. And even in my relationship, like, you know, today I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And, of course, my boyfriend's like, nothing. <laughs> Stop. And I, I, you know, I let it cause an issue because I'm like, no, you like, I feel like there's something wrong. Yeah. And uh, it's, I think everything's just unbalanced,
1: maybe. Yeah. You're going through a like, lot, Kat, and honestly, like, we're here for you. We love you unconditionally, and you're doing an amazing job. Well, that's thank you. Perfect. That means a lot. <laughs> you are kicking it. We are so proud of you. Mm-hmm. It just,
3: and I feel like it's important for you to take time for yourself, too, because I know you're probably a busy mom and you probably don't take enough time for yourself, but you probably just need to go get a spa day, like, your boyfriend, you got the kids or something, like, get a babysitter or something, like, because that's going to help you, too. Yeah. It, uh, it,
0: but the thing is, like, I don't know how to do that because I'm so concerned about everybody else. Like, I don't know how to do things. Like, you just, going... take,
3: just, <laughs> just take a day off and be like, okay, set up but... a sitter and be like, and just do whatever <laughs> you want to do, whether it's go to the beach or go get a pedicure. Yeah, or... I'm telling so... you, that shit, that shit helps so much.
0: Yeah, like, I believe you. Or you and I
3: have to do that.
0: I just don't,
3: I get burned out. You know, I don't
0: know how to do that. Like, I can't shut my brain off. So, amongst everything else, like, I'm super ADHD and like OCD. Mm
4: -hmm. And I
0: think part of it is, um, like, so with my mom, we were never allowed to just sit idly. Like, we always had to be going and doing. And I think that's just one of those things I'm conditioned to. Like, I can't even.
3: So, just schedule it then. Set a date. You know, it could be like a week from now, it could be a Thursday. And then at that point it's not just sitting around not doing something. You're taking a mandatory like vacation day type of thing, you know? Yeah. I I, like I agree. (laughs) I just
0: even like somebody asked me the other day, like, what's your ideal day? And I'm like, I don't know. They're like, Okay, what do you do to relax? And I'm like, What's that? I don't know. Like (laughs) I physically and I think it's because I hold so much tension and, and trauma in my body. Yeah. I don't know how to release it. And honestly, I think part of it is I'm afraid to because I don't want to know what's going to happen if I do.
3: Yeah, and-, and that's true. And it can definitely be a scary thing. But the good thing is, like, it's a perfect opportunity to redefine and is what Saint you enjoy. Maker, okay? just yeah, it's, it's like a perfect <laughs> opportunity to redefine what you enjoy. It might be something you haven't enjoyed before, you know?
0: For sure, and that's a that's a very good point. I just I have to stop overthinking. So on top of all of those things, I'm a chronic <laughs> overthinker so Mm -hmm. i can make like nothing into something Mm you're (laughs) okay so it's it's it's
3: easy for us to be hard on on ourselves it really is it's so easy
1: you're doing an amazing job and the thing is ultimately the universe always writes itself right so ultimately if you just threw up the reins like everything would end up okay it will <laughs> you're right crazy
3: yeah because especially when you get the set those boundaries and get the negative vibes out of your life yeah and then you're left with positive vibes you'll and find out a lot you. of healing yeah. comes <laughs> from-
0: <laughs> well thank you guys I'm
1: in the background Salem's yeah.
0: out
1: <laughs> goodness
0: wow yeah i think it's been a, a quite eventful discussion thus far yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah,
3: and I love that. Hey,
0: anything else you want to talk about in regards to dark magic? Um, me no. Anybody else? Anything no. else? Anybody else needs to say?
3: What kind of dark magic would y'all do? Like, what kind of spells or anything? Because I don't really know. I to spell, spell on you. Well,
1: and
3: yeah. Now you're mine. Yeah, dark, dark love magic. No, oh, it happened. Oh, it, it happened. already happened.
4: <laughs> it's, it's <bitten>. right.
1: uh. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't got any dark magic spells because we already in love. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> My dark magic spells are just going for goth night and getting all goth up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Putting the vampire right. energy out there. Yeah, we're- there you go. I thought come out, come out wherever you guys are. <laughs> all y'all that are in hiding.
1: <laughs> Too funny, <laughs> Mama. Oh, goodness.
3: Or even any good ma- energy. Yeah. And-
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. But like, I guess, like I said earlier, just embracing those energies, like, regardless of if they're good, bad, ugly, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to influence our magic. And I have a very long conversation with a friend of mine who one day I'll talk her into coming on the podcast. But, um, you know, we had a conversation about some some people take it to the extreme of like what magic is. And, but for me, it's just a simple enhancement. It's like the people who I don't, I don't want to like, this is going to sound terrible, but it's like wearing a padded bra kind of thing. Like yeah. it's just, it enhances what you're already doing.
3: I mean, ain't nothing like it. I agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and it, I think a lot of what it is, it gives us something to focus our energy on. I think our energy is already there. It's just, it's like putting a, A target up like you already know how to shoot or whatever but giving you something to focus that energy on so it just enhances things and I think giving a name to that energy it allows us to bring more power to it because as humans we need it to have a name or a thing to be able to really manifest
3: with it
1: yeah
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and I think that's just because a lot of us are not capable of seeing the bigger picture
1: yeah yeah,
3: that's a very good point
1: yeah so. look at you cat oh goodness and we will talk to you next week
3: all and right
1: i love this podcast mm-hmm. and we will see you then
0: so next right. time bye, <laughs> bye.